Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos. I've got with me Adam Josky. Have I said that right, Adam? Yes, you have. How are you going? Good. Welcome. So, pretty excited because Adam's going to be one of the speakers at ARIC 2014, and I can tell just from the 10 minute conversation I've had with Adam uh, prior to shooting this video that this guy has got both style and substance. I haven't seen a guy in recent memory that has gotten as much data on what he does and is so. Uh, articulate and detail with client segmentation and databasing. Uh, Adam, welcome. Thank you. Um, so, the last four or five years you've been averaging writing about a mil in gross commission? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's uh, the year that just went by, calendar year, what's that look like? Uh, it's about one point, just over 1.3. Average sale price? Uh, 985. Okay, average... Give or, give or take a couple of give, give or take, okay. Um, average, and you're number one at Gary P? Uh, there's a few top operators, so yeah. Right, yeah. and the office you work out of? Caulfield. Um, average advertising campaign? Uh, about nine, just under 10,000. So about 1% of the value of the, of the sale price. Right, and you've been in real estate for how long? 19 years. At what point would you say that you started considering yourself, I'm successful in real estate? At what um, point in the 19 years? Probably 10 years ago. Right. Like in the first five years, I was chasing my tail a little bit. Probably the next five, started to sort of get it. Yeah. And maybe the last 10, I've sort of, I guess, got to the point where I'm repeating my behaviours and got into systems and procedures, the process. Are you organised? Yeah. Current team looks like uh, got an admin PA. Yeah, it's unbelievably good. I've got an amazing team at the moment. Uh, admin PA, sales PA, and I've just got a third, which is basically a prospecting PA. Uh, with your team of two people and yourself and another one coming on, um, your figures that you showed me before we started this video um, astounds me. Now I want to talk about your hot medium cold segmenting and your triple A um, you tell me in your words I, I, I was just so amazed at the detail you go at segmenting your clients yes okay um, I think I think most people look at hot cold and warm prospects in terms of hot cold warm buyers and sellers um, I do that as well um, but then every person I enter into my database is entered either as AAA, AAA or advocate. Um, and for me, what that is, is that's the nature of a relationship that I've got with that person, not so much how soon they're going to transact. Right. So hot, medium, cold is how soon they're going to tr transact. Yep. Ambassador, AAA, AA and A is... Yep the kind of relationship you have with them. Correct. So not necessarily if they're a hot, that you're all over them. Yeah, so if in, I'll give you an example. If I, if I uh, meet someone out in the street today um, and they tell me they've just bought and they've got to sell very quickly, um, they'll certainly go in my database as a hot seller. Um, but they're only in there as an A. They're not a double A or, an, or a triple A client because I've only just met them. So we're talking about the nature of my relationship. So, and the nature of my relationship, whether they're an A, double A, triple A or advocate, will depend on the frequency of communication and nature of communication with them. How do you determine 
what that should be, what the nature of communication and the frequency? Uh, generally, people who I've just met um, will be an A. Um, if I've had one transaction with them, they'll go in as double A. Uh, multiple transactions, I'll be in triple A. And I'm constantly moving people up and down, depending on what's happening with them. Um, family, friends are all triple A's. Um, then I've got my advocates, which are the solicitors and what have you, who are proactive in referring me business. Um, so they're, they're obviously the advocates. Um, but I'm, so I'm constantly changing them. Okay. Adam, one of the things that comes to mind talking to you is most salespeople uh, prefer to be working and talking to people, prefer the emotional stuff, not the detail admin stuff. Are you more naturally inclined to not mind doing that work or is that something you delegate to someone? Or, yeah, where, where do you stand with that? Um, look, my admin PA does everything except for categorise my clients. Right. I do that because only I can feel the, how close I am with that person um, or how much I want to communicate. So, you know, I said that... People who transacted once with me might be a triple a, a double A. Now I might put that person as a triple A if I think it's a person of influence or something. So only I can get that feel. Um, only I can determine whether it's someone who I'm going to want to um, invite to a movie day if they've got young kids. Um, so I need to do the categories myself. Okay, I'm not sure if I've answered your question. Yeah, you have. I think in, in a, at a top level, what you're saying, Adam, is that the thinking you do, the execution is done by your admin person. Yeah. So um, at a high level, you say this is what should happen with that person because I can tell the feeling. Yeah. Um, and then the admin person goes in and implements that kind of frequency. Yeah. Okay. Adam, I want to talk about your movie night. How often does that happen? Uh, I do it every year in December. So it's sort of a Christmas thing. It's a thanking my clients for their support over the year and well, over the years, really. Okay, and what do you do? You actually have uh, you hire out a cinema. So I hire out a cinema, um, which has two hundred and eighty seats. Um, the people I, I invite, uh, everyone I've got categorised under kids club. Cause it's always a kids movie. Um, I invite all my advocates and all my triple A's. Um, so how many people come up? All up? Or? Uh, I, I probably invite a thousand people. Right. And the first two A, you get a second. Um, and I limit it to three tickets per family. Right. Okay, what was the movie that they saw at um, Christmas? Um, <laughs> what was that? Remember. Blank. Kids, kids film? Family film? Yeah, it was a family film. And Not Frozen? No. No, it was, I can't remember. It was another one. Last year was Puss in Boots and the year before was right. Shrek or something. Okay, and what, do you, what, what, what normally happens though? Do you say something on the night there? You get yeah, up? I get up. It's a day. It's an yeah. afternoon. It's yeah. So, yeah, I'll get up on stage and just thank everyone for their support and here's my gift to you and enjoy this the is, film. This is about like a 3K investment. Cost me, yeah, just under $3,000. 3000 yeah. Um, Adam, you're also uh, very good at your whole territory, I've noticed. We looked at your iPad and um, uh, if I could show you, it'd be a lot easier, but I'll try and articulate that Adam's got his marketplace cut up into how many territories? 26. 26. And whenever something happens in one of those territories, um, you then action, what, is it a just sold, just listed? Could be anything from... 
could be, yeah, if there's any activity, I try and make it my business to know what anything that's happening within that, what I call a zone. So, yeah, just sold, just, sorry, just listed, invite to auction, just sold. Um, I do, I'll send them anything from a new cafe, there's a new shoe store opening, and I'll cut a deal with them and send it to everyone within that zone or the surrounding zones, depending on how wide I want to go. Um, so basically, I draw a circle around that zone and then work out, I guess, right. the... How wide I want to go around that. Okay. Not sure if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. It would have, you know, it's very clear, but what you're saying is that you have got each zone is labelled, so you also know through your database that when you've got to do something that it's relevant to a zone, it's like tagged to a zone. So you've got tagged tagged for uh, a lot of things here. We're talking... Uh, and for many people, don't get too overwhelmed because for many people watching this, maybe their database is still writing, you know, things on a piece of paper and saying, I, you know, did an appraisal on that property. Um, what I can see is a guy that's, you know, writing, you know, 1.3, 1.4 million bucks in GCI, I've been writing for a million dollars for over a few years, and his number one source of getting business is nurturing his database. Nurturing his database. But the other thing that Adam mentioned to me is that you are a user of Facebook and social media, Twitter. You don't use it, but your assistant does. Yeah. But you do pick up listings from Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, look, I do, I'll do anything to get my name out there. And I think that's number one. And that's why I run my database, you know, along with social media. I think everything is just letting people know that you're successful and letting people know what you do. What what have you learnt about the do's and don'ts on Facebook in real estate? Um, I guess we try and show our successes, the team successes. Uh, I find it's very hard to find a balance between doing that and bragging, um, and that's always a challenge for us. But we try to do, we try and be humble in that. Um, I don't use it as a stock list. I think that's the quickest way to get people to. Um, I guess unfriend you. Yeah. Um, I put a lot of videos on it. Um, put celebrity houses. <coughs> that's that's been a real bit. Yes. I think last week we put on um, some pictures of Michael Jordan's house. Um, get a lot of comments on that. A lot of feedback. Um, uh, so these are just straight updates. Is this Michael Jordan's house going on the market or just a general? Yeah, it's on, it was on the market. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it was just general. And it doesn't have to be your own listing. It can, no, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you put you put so you you don't go off and put you know all your new listings. You put in things that are of interest. When you're putting stuff on Facebook, are you asking for business or you're just sort of never, never. I've never asked for business in my database ever. Right. So if I send just lists of just souls, um, everything I do, I just try and give to people. So I never ask for business. I never, or very rarely, do I offer appraisals to people. This is just solely if you an obligation free appraisal. Or I just find that if I want people to see that I'm giving them information without asking for something in return. I find that when it comes to them them doing something, then they're probably going to call you anyway. Okay. Gang, there's a a key golden moment in this interview because what Adam is saying is moving away from that paradigm of always be closing, ABC was always be closing, in this new digital world, it's always be educating, ABE, always be adding value to people. And in the new world, Adam, 
if they want you, they will find you mm. now. They can click on, they, Google means that people can be found straight away. Yeah, absolutely. So you are an attraction agent. Um, Adam, can I ask you on, you're good at 10 grand campaigns. You must be good at getting VPA. You, what makes you good at getting VPA? Um, I think my entire office is, I think everyone works on, basically tries to get about 1% of the value of the property. Um, uh, I, I spent a lot of time, I, pu- I push really hard for it. Do you? Um, a lot of case studies. So you just say, property, this property sold, this is what yeah. spent on it. Yeah. Do you actually show them properties? Have you got an actual template or you just go through brochures and say, did this? Typically, if I said to you, and I'm putting you on the spot, if I said to you, Adam, now, why should I spend 10 grand marketing? I mean, when you can just, you've got a database of buyers, what would your response be? Yeah. Uh, well, look, I, I keep statistics on everything. So I keep statistics on how many are coming from the internet, how many are coming from the local paper, um, and then I spend time with you saying, well, you know, do you want to cover 92% of the market? Um, and be left wondering, well, did I get the best price and maybe I got it? Right. Or do you want to uh, swallow and, and, which is hard, but swallow that extra four grand and know you've covered 100% of the market and you've done absolutely everything and there's no excuses and this is the best price that's out there today. Got you. Um, so I guess that's just one of many dialogues that we use. But you've obviously got belief in it, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And um, you do that because you think it's better for the vendor, not necessarily just better for you. Yeah, yeah. Right, look, it's uh, the amount of times that you know the final buyers come from the local paper or, or a board, or the, or the underbidders come from there and push up the final buyer, uh, and you just never know. And you know, yes, most of the sales are made through the internet, but for peace of mind, in terms of you know, look, I always say to the vendor, you're going to spend five or six, right? Everyone's going to spend five or six. So what we're really debating is the extra four or five. Um, for an extra four or five, it's it's a big one one or two more bids at auction. If you get one extra buy from it, and something we'll never know, but if you get one or two extra buys from it, you, know, you, you pay for it plus. Okay, gold. You're going to spend five or six anyway, so we're not debating about that. It's the extra four or five, and what we're talking about is an extra one or two bids at auction. I've got to tell you, the way you articulated that, there was you didn't have to tell me five hundred words. There was twenty words there that got the message. And I think really good estate agents are able to sometimes say things without wandering on tangents. Mm. They're able to, you know, say something has cut through, and um, you did that there. Um, I want to ask Adam, uh, you work hard? Uh, not as hard as I used to. Right. Um, How many hours? Like, what typically? What do your days look like? Uh, the weekends are busy because I've got a lot of stock. Um, during the week. Usually get in at nine-ish, take the kids to school, get in at nine and seven, eight o'clock uh, with breaks during the day for gym and whatever. So you work um, out during the day? Often. Yeah? Yeah. And then... Don't let uh, my employees watch this. <laughs> no, I mean, the, I've got to tell you, the point that we're, we're, we're seeing very clear um, as I interview a lot of uh, $1 million agents, Adam, I can see that there's a correlation between fitness and success in real estate. Yeah. So I reckon there's a good chance that... Uh, a weight session or the cardio session someone does at a gym probably helping them get their next listing. Yeah, oh, I think so, absolutely. Um, yeah, but... Uh, so, look, I think I work hard. I, I mean, a lot of guys in the office who work a lot harder, but... Um, you worked harder before, think, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, much harder. But um, I think every year I probably work a couple of less hours. But you've got that better every year and I get more organised and systemised and 
I mean, I'm now at the point I think where you know I can go, I can go away for a month, and everything will still happen. So you know, my zone medals will go out, my advocate letters will go out, my hot buyers, and my hot sellers, and my colds, and my warms, and it just it's it's all automatic now that you know, like I said, I can go, probably go away for three months and it'll still tick over. Okay, listing presentations, but you're the man, aren't you? You're you're the one that sure that means you you front up at the listing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, there's no one in your team can really do that. No, no, I do that. Right. Yeah. You're a good lister. Um, in terms of the amount of doors I get into, or in terms well, of well, I'd say closing your conversion. Uh, um, probably nine out of ten. Yeah. What do you reckon um, is the most important thing to have a good relationship at a listing presentation. Why do people pick one agent over another agent? Um, I think for me it's organisation. Um, I come well armed. I've done my title searches. I've got my CMA. Um, I've got a neat folder. Everyone's, everything in my folder is in separate, I guess, pockets right. uh, rather than carrying papers all over the place. Um, and you've probably got an unfair advantage because I think if you've been called in, they pretty know much the deal that you've got success on the board. They're probably calling you because of that success. So maybe you've got an advantage once you're getting into there, but you probably don't take that for uh, granted. No, I don't. And I find there's, you know, I find there's a lot of loyalty these days and, you know, people who I... In fact, I guess I have an email from someone who I've had four transactions with. They live in Hong Kong. Re- regularly ring me for information, updates, and whatever. Send, send me an email yesterday saying we're selling, but we're still pulling another two agents. So it's a very competitive marketplace. Um, I think I've got an advantage, but I think I've got a. I'm never complacent. Right. Um, and I always have the attitude that I'm losing. I'm losing right. the listing, and I need to do more. Um, doesn't matter who it is. I always feel like someone's ahead of me. Yeah, I've got to do more. Or I'm going to lose this listing, and that's always my attitude. And I don't think it's been—I don't think it's a negativity. I think it keeps me on my toes. Well, that's good, even after 19 years, to have um, that uh, feeling of non, not being complacent. Yes, never, never. I think if you're complacent, I think you're—I think if the client sees that you're taking the business for granted, I think that's when you're in trouble. Right. Um, Adam, if you were starting off in real estate in day one, again, 19 years down the track, 19 years of learning, 19 years of trial and error, 19 years of seeing what works and what doesn't, what's your biggest learnings? What advice do you give to guys and girls around Australia that are watching this that are saying, mate, he looks good, he looks happy, he looks fit, he's making good money. Um, what can I do that this guy's learnt? What would advice would um, you give? Look, for me, it's database. Right. Um, it used to amaze me, and I used to get frustrated from it, where, <coughs> pardon me, where I'd, I'd have a great transaction with someone, I'd sell them, or either a seller or a buyer, um, and I still see it everywhere. Uh, you have a great transaction, they rave about you, they send you an amazing testimonial, um, and then a few years later they've forgotten the great job you did. And uh, um, just as the years go by, you're more and more forgotten. Um, and I think that I would look at, 
I guess, foolproof system to stay in contact with everyone forever. Right. Um, it's just, I guess I'll give you a quick example. Last year, I went through all my um, testimonials that I'd received over the years. Just at Christmas time, it was a bit quiet. Um, so there's probably you know, 300 or something. Um, and sent them back, sent all of them back to the person who sent them to me from years before uh, with a little note saying I was just cleaning up spring cleaning, found this letter you wrote me, it was so kind the words you wrote, just thought I'd share it with you. Right. Um, that got me some really good sort of feedback. You got 4,000 on your database, yeah. is it? 4,000. Okay, gang, finishing off here, what I want to say is that you've heard from a guy who's going to speak further at Eric this year, uh, but the one thing that he has said that is absolute non-negotiable execution is having a good stay-in-touch strategy. Yeah. Call it a database, but having a stay-in-touch strategy that's foolproof, that happens all the time, every time, that doesn't rely on you having a spur of the moment and energy. Mm-hmm. It's a process-driven it's business, forever. and it's been done forever. Uh, Adam, thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing you in person at Eric. Thanks for having me.